Let's Go, presented by Hertz. Let's go with the great Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzy, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing well, Jim. I'm doing well. I uh, had a great weekend. Glad to be back home and uh, enjoying the, a great opportunity to talk with a Hall of Famer. Well, thank you, sir. Are you ever not great? I mean, Tom Brady has described you as this, our co-host. Tom Brady says, Larry Fitzgerald, that man does not have one mean cell in his body. Please tell me how he survived 17 years in the National Football League. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I, I think a few people might say something different. But I try to keep a, a positive disposition most days, Jim. You know, I try to keep it positive. <laughs> Never had a bad day. Never had a bad day. That's Larry Fitzgerald. Hey, did you know that Hertz has the largest EV rental fleet in North America? Get your next Let's Go moment the electric way today. Visit Hertz.com slash EV to learn more. Hertz, let's go. Hey, Fitz, what did you think of the trade? Uh, Christian McCaffrey, we'll get to all the games, but uh, McCaffrey going from Carolina to San Francisco. I like the Jim. I thought it was really a great move by the 49ers. Obviously, they are in win-it-right-now mode. They know they have a team that can compete. Um, you know, they were interception away from playing the Super Bowl last year. They understand that, you know, he is a dynamic player. And, you know, like these draft picks that they're trading to Carolina, you never know if they're going to pan out. You have somebody who you know can beat people in the run game and the passing game, a fantastic player, uh, a local product, a Stanford guy. Um, you know, he can come in and learn Shanahan's offense really quickly. Um, it was great to see him on the field against Kansas City Chiefs, obviously on a, on a pitch count. He only played 21 snaps. So getting him into the flow, you know, it's going to definitely be beneficial for them moving forward. Why aren't there more trades in the NFL, particularly when teams are willing to let go of terrific players? Well, Jim, it's tough to be able to move to a team. This is not like basketball or, or baseball where where you can kind of just slide into a position and everything kind of, you know, you know, works, you know, seamlessly. That's not how it works in football. I can't think of a trade midseason where a player really, really – had a positive impact on his team. I mean, made plays, but to be dynamic and have that continuity, especially in a skill position, is tough. You know, for a receiver to come in, learn the offense, understand the quarterbacks, um, the nuances of the things he wants you to do as a playmaker is, is difficult. Um, you know, if anybody could be successful, it's more so on the defensive side. You know, a pass rusher, guys who could just pin their ears back and go get the football, it's a lot easier. But on the offensive side, it's tough. So then why will this be successful? Let's go back to McCaffrey. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking just because based on what he does in terms of his skill set and how well it fits Shanahan's offense. I mean, Shanahan's great at moving Debo Samuel around, finding innovative ways to be able to get him involved in the backfield, in the screen game, in the passing game. You know, this creates another tremendous mismatch for defenses to have to think about. It doesn't, it's not like he has to come in and be the whole workload like he was in Carolina. He is somebody who can help. You know, you have Kittle, you have Debo Samuel, you have Brandon Ayuk. Um, these guys are all really, really good players. And you add Christian to that equation, it, it, I think it could be something nice. And Fitz, as we take a look at what's going on uh, around the National Football League, the predominant theme right now is that, yes, there are surprises in New York with both teams. Uh, the Cowboys uh, look like a good team. And you have the Eagles, who didn't play this week, you know, undefeated. But I think the predominant theme is what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What's going on with Russell Wilson and the Broncos? What's going on with Tom and the Bucks? Those teams right there all find themselves under 500. Then you have the defending champion Rams who didn't play this week. They're three and three. Do we truly have now a changing of the guard or is it just too soon to make these type of assumptions? 
No, I, I think we've had an, a large enough uh, sample size to see that, you know, these teams are just not playing really good football. To see Aaron Rodgers lose three games in a row um, and the way he's performed, um, you know, the way that Russell Wilson has performed thus far, um, you know, Tom is still putting up the same numbers that we're, that we're accustomed to seeing, but you can see the running game is starting to take a toll on them. Guys dropping passes uh, is starting to take a toll on their team. And, you know, out of the, the, the four teams you mentioned, um, you know, I still think Tampa's in the best position. You know, their division is, is pretty bad. They're tied at the top right now with Atlanta. But I, I don't think, you know, Atlanta, Carolina or New Orleans has a chance of winning that division, if I'm just being completely honest with you. Um, so, I mean, if there's pause for concern for all four of those teams, I would say Tampa is, is, is probably in the driver's seat and the one that I think that could, you know, weather the storm quickest. Let's talk about the Bucks, And we just heard from Tommy, the drop passes, the penalties, you know, when you lose to a team that's one and four in Pittsburgh, they're playing quarterbacks that are just brand new in, in, in Pickett. And then Trubisky comes off the bench after Pickett gets hurt. He's already been benched. Yesterday, the team's one and five. They fired the coach. They've sent their two best offensive players uh, out of town. And Robbie Anderson and, and McCaffrey look like they're, you know, possibly going in the tank, getting draft picks. And and then they come out and dominate you twenty one to three. It just doesn't look good in Tampa Bay. There's a lot of uh, penalties, drop balls, and uh, defensive missed assignments. Well, Jim, I mean, you you look at it. You know, it's like the, the units are taking turns. You know, one week is special teams. Um, the next is is the defense. The the next is the offense. And you know, when when you're in that position, you know, it's as if you'll never see the sunlight again. Uh, in reality. You know, Tampa is far from, you know, stick a fork in them type position. But they do have to take a stand at some point and say, look, enough is enough. You know, we, we're far too talented. We've, we have far too much experience to be putting ourselves in this position. They ran into a Carolina team yesterday that was desperate, Jim. Quite frankly, you know, this is a, you know, a head coach who's fighting for his life to get an opportunity to be uh, taking the interim title off of his name. He's got a, a, a bunch of guys who, you know, ha have been traded that were key contributors to your team. Um, you know, you as a player feel like somewhat, you know, you've been given up on. This is a throwaway season. And I think, you know, Steve Wilkes has really galvanized and rallied his guys to play hard. I think you saw that. Um, and then when things like, you know, dropping wide open touchdowns happen, you know, it, it, it even more gives you the incentive and, and, the, and the hope that, you know, it might just be your day. And I, I think Steve Wilkes even talked about it. And he felt like the, the football guys were on his side yesterday. And momentum plays a huge factor in these games, Jim. And, you know, they, they just ran into a team that was hungrier than them yesterday. Well, and the offensive line obviously has some issues, too. I mean, you can't be in a position where repeatedly, time and time again, week after week, you're called upon on third and one and fourth and one, and they throw the ball to Leonard Fournette, and he's you know tackled for a loss and doesn't make the play. And it's happened not just once or twice, but it's, it's, it's a significant number of times now. Um, that speaks to a problem. Does that get better? I mean, yeah, if they if they get guys that are healthy and, and can play and contribute, yes. But, you know, I, 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 the older I've gotten, the less and less I like to talk about, you know, injuries. This is the National Football League. Every single team, all 32 teams can tell you, hey, we would be so much better if we had this guy. If this person was fully healthy, That that's the game that we play, Jim. You you put together a unit that can go out there and, and put it together and, and try to win and, and have success the best way you can. You know, do they have some holes in the offensive line? Absolutely. Yeah, but so does, you know, the Packers and so does 
Washington and so does Miami. I mean, like there's a lot of people out here. And the Chargers are, are decimated like nobody's business. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been battling and and you know and they're still they're still in the fight too, Jim. I mean they're they're four and three and and, and fighting like heck to try to make it work, you know. Um, but I mean that's the game, Jim. There's there's going to be injuries and people are going to go down. Let's go with Larry Fitzgerald and Jim Gray. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive you just can't stop banking on or off the field. Learn more at bankofamerica.com/slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. Fitz, let's uh, hone in on the Packers here. In their last four seasons, they're thirteen and three, thirteen and three, thirteen and four, and now they're three and four. Then you see Aaron Rodgers uh, caught on camera asking Romeo Dobbs, "What the f are we doing uh, on TV after uh, a miscue?" Um, you know, we see these things every week, things that are captured on camera in the heat of the moment, but. There's problems here in Green Bay, and uh, they're not getting better. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's the truth, Jim. Um, you know, I thought a couple of weeks ago when they were making some strides that things were starting to move in the right direction. But, you know, like when you get yourself in those positions where you feel like no play call can be executed the proper way, when you don't have the belief that guys can get open, you know, it, it looks like that. And I think that's where they are right now. Um, you know, the only saving grace is, you know, Aaron has one at a prolific rate. Uh, Matt LaFleur has had a lot of success. They need to be able to just get back to the drawing board, Jim, and find, you know, simple, easy plays that they can get to, um, that they can secure catches and be able to move the chains. Because right now what, what's going on is just not working. And it, and it looks disconnected as you see, you know, they're starting to show some cracks in the seams. And, you know, when you start seeing players bickering and, and things of that nature, that's that's never a good sign. You know, Aaron Rodgers was critical in the past when it was regarding his situation, uh, the management and what's gone on with the Packers in the front office. And now they've got the bills coming up. But again, when you look at what's gone on there, Aaron now gets paid and deservedly so. He's underpaid for what he's done. But he also let the best receiver in the National Football League leave. He did? Well, he, did. he didn't do he, everything he, that he possibly could have no. to make sure that he stayed. Now, I understand Devontae Adams has his own decisions to make, and he wanted to be with Derek Carr. They played well together in college, and he possibly wanted to move to a tax-free state, wanted to be with the Raiders. I understand all of that, and I don't blame Aaron. But on the other hand, did Aaron do everything feasibly possible? You just can't lose the best receiver. You can't let you walk out of the building. You just can't do it. Jim, uh, you could, as a player, want something so badly, but if the numbers don't work, the numbers don't work. And, I, and as a player, that's a very slippery slope when you start doing things of that nature. But listen, let's go around the league, Jim. Let's talk about some of the quarterbacks that are high, highly paid and paid on a similar scale as Aaron Rodgers and the weapons that they have. You look at Kansas City. They lose Tyreek Hill, but they bring in two very talented receivers who have done really well in Pittsburgh and Green Bay, respectively, to, to add with Travis Kelsey. They draft, they put people around them to make Patrick Mahomes' job easier. You look at Buffalo and what they've done with the emergence of Gabriel Davis. You look at, obviously, making the trade for Stephon Diggs. They do a great job. Um, you know, you, you go, you even, you know, when Denver Broncos traded for Russell Wilson, he has two phenomenal receivers in Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Selling. I mean, so all these other quarterbacks have guys who are proven contributors and go out there and make plays. Aaron does not have that, Jim. He he does not have the ability to but that's step a, back that, and make these plays. That, no, that's, and, and a, that's not his job to put the players on the field. It's but that's exactly my job. point. 
You see, I'm strategic here. I set you up. It's exactly my point. He knew he had problems with the management of the Packers, with what they have done personnel-wise, not giving him enough to win. So he knows that. So why in God's name would you ever let the Packers management not figure out how to keep Adams, knowing that they're challenged, at least in Aaron's mind, putting the right people with him? Well, Jim, he's he's been he's been a starter in, in Green Bay for uh, 16 years now. Never has he had this issue before. He's always been able to trust that the Packers management was going to put him in position to be successful because you can't give me any other example of any other year where he has not had talented guys to throw the football to that were surrounding him. Like, you know, from we can well, go he was the way. one that questioned it. He, 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 he was the one that came out and questioned it. He was the one that put this into the forefront. Not the media, not the other players, not the management of the team. That was that was Aaron that did that. So I'm just reiterating the issues that he put in front of us. Jim, you make a you make a valid point. You make a valid point. But you'd said earlier that he needed to take the onus to be more, you know, vocal about his dissatisfaction with allowing Deion uh, with the management and not letting Adams go, particularly knowing his recent feelings of the past couple of years. But you know, I don't like the thing that he he makes so much money, and now he should he should reap what he sows. I I don't I don't like that I don't like that narrative. But I'm not saying that I'm not saying you heard me say, really at the beginning of this, he's underpaid. He deserves more for what he has done. I'm not saying he's taking up too much of the cap space. I'm saying it should have been more incumbent upon him to emphasize to management you can't let him go regardless of what the money is let's let's skimp someplace else let's not skimp on the best receiver in the national football league you got a you got a fact there jim i i would i i agree i agree with that snake are you sure this is being recorded because we're going to play that back over and over and over uh, that loop just like tom singing every kiss begins with k we're going to hear jim you've got a point we're going to we're going to make that its own uh its own jim, uh right. Push Jim, the button. I, I would agree. I would, I would agree. I would agree with Fran, who just celebrated uh, her 40th birthday this this past week. That you are usually correct at least once a year. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's my co-host. That's my guy. 15 years with this guy. Wow. It's said that marriage is a long conversation, and I guess uh, that would apply to our relationship as well, Fitz, right? It has, all the way back to 2009. Let's Go is brought to you by Mastro's. Indulge in the finest steaks, superior seafood, and melt-in-your-mouth butter cake, all while immersed in an extravagant setting. Visit Mastro's.com for reservations. That's Mastro's.com. You can always get a terrific meal at any of the Mastro's across the country. Larry, what do you want to talk about? A couple guys came back. Uh, who do you want to take first, Dak or Tua? I would like to talk about Tua. I mean, he, he's the way he played yesterday, he, his numbers don't jump out at you, but more so you got to talk about how he made his team feel, um, the way he was able to distribute the ball and, and, and manage. And he talked a little bit about not being a little, all that comfortable, can't simulate the game speed in practice. But, you know, he made a significant difference to the, how his ball club played. You know, they were sputtering over the last few weeks and, you know, him coming back really, really, you know, amplified what they were trying to do. And, you know, I, I was I was impressed by that. Do you think he showed any effects? Uh, he talked about obviously not being able to simulate the speed, 
uh, since he cleared the uh, concussion protocol uh, about five or seven days ago, uh, the speed in practice being so much different, and, and, and he felt a little bit off. It's, it's kind of interesting that just after two weeks and, and having a concussion, uh, that that would be the feeling. But uh, you've been through concussion protocol. Um, speed in practice isn't the exact same, but uh, were you surprised with that comment? No, absolutely not. I mean, I think there's a lot of things you have to take in consideration. You haven't been hit. You know, you know that your your um, your cognitive function and the way you're processing things may have been affected after the you know severity of the hit. All those things are going through your your head. You grapple with the you know your you know you know how you feel and the long term ramifications. Like all those things go through your mind. But I don't think it showed early. I mean, they scored on the first three possessions. You know, they they looked fantastic coming out the gate. Um, you know, they sputtered a little bit down the stretch, but they did enough early to be able to secure a win, you know, that was helped by a couple, you know, uh, uh, poor throws by by Kenny Pickett um, for the Steelers. But you know what, Jim, I, I really think that Tua is, uh, he's a terrific young player. He stands for all the right things our game, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's back on the field. When you had concussions, were you afraid of being hit the very first or second time? Did, did it cross your mind that this could happen again and it could happen again quickly? I didn't really think about it, but I was definitely aware, you know, I, I catch a pass and I see a safety there, you know, should I take him on or should I get down? You know, you, you do make decisions like that to try to protect yourself. Um, you know, so that, those are, those are, I mean, that's a human element. You, you don't want to damage your brain. You know, that you know, there's a possibility that you can get hurt again and you don't want to do that. I think after, you know, a couple of games, you stop thinking about it and you get back to doing what you've always done and loved. All right, Larry, uh, hold your thoughts on Dak. We'll talk about him in just a moment. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. As official provider of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Ring of Excellence, K just dropped a collection of fine jewelry for true fans. Shop officially licensed NFL jewelry at K.com and celebrate the love of the game with K. You getting sized up for that K uh, Hall of Fame ring? Uh no, Jim. You, you don't count your you don't count your chickens before they hatch, Jim. You just just stay stay the course, stay the course. Well, if you're not counting on that, then I think you might not know how to count. <laughs> That's one thing you taught me a long time ago is how to count, Jim. And I don't mess <laughs> up on that. <laughs> and you're counting quite well, aren't you? <laughs> not as good as you, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> so much more with Larry Fitzgerald when we return right here on Let's Go. Please stay with us on Sirius XM. Hey, everyone. This is Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow, a Sirius XM podcast, inviting you to join me three, yes, three times a week for NFL analysis that goes beyond the low-hanging fruit. On Mondays, we react to the biggest stories of the NFL weekend. On Wednesdays, we pick one topic to really dig in on. And on Fridays, I'll give you all the fantasy football advice you need in just 15 minutes. We call it the Fantasy 15. Download new episodes of the NFL Roadshow right now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald. You know, USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA! All right, Larry Dak Prescott. He uh, returned after five weeks uh, with the uh, thumb injury. They won the game yesterday. 
mainly because of their defense. They really struggled against Detroit, and, and Detroit made mistakes. Uh, it was great to see Dak back out on the field. Uh, what was your assessment of how he played and, and what needs to happen with him there to uh, continue to improve? Well, I think the Cowboys did a great job of not throwing the whole team on his back. They let him kind of get back into the flow. They gave him some nice rhythm throws. He made some 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 throws. He was spinning it really well, but they balanced it with a heavy doses of the run game. I really like what they've gotten. I saw it last week when they even in a losing effort to Philadelphia, they were able to run the football. Now getting back to controlling that line of scrimmage, Gives you a lot of more single high coverage where you can take advantage of some play actions off of that. And I really like what the Cowboys did offensively, um, you know, but Detroit was abysmal and the Cowboys made their offense look like they were confused and, and miscombobulated. Um, you know, Dan Quinn, you can't say enough about what he's done for this team. Not only turn the football over with interceptions and takeaways, but how much continued pressure he's putting on teams in the passing game. When the Cowboys get a lead and they can really pin pin back their ears and let those pass rushers get after you, they, they've shown to be uh, truly special this year already. And, and, you know, it's interesting. We read so much and we see so much, but uh, I read the last time that Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Cowboys, had a top five defense, his Packers, uh, won a Super Bowl. So now with Dan Quinn uh, coming over to this staff, it sets them up to be in pretty good shape as they make their 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 run down the stretch. They do. I, I like the way they're positioned. They, they have the Chicago Bears this coming week and then go into the bye to be able to get healthy and get a couple guys feeling better for the stretch run of the season. You know, you, you have to really, you know, just you can't say enough about what Dan Quinn has done. You know, just – he plays zone, he plays man, he plays fire zones, he knows when to bring pressures. Um, blitz, I mean, he, he really mixes it up. It's hard for you to get a beat on what he's doing to you on the defensive side. And and when those balls are thrown air and the tip passes, the guys on the back end are making a doing a really good job of, of causing, you know, interceptions and getting the plays and the balls are bouncing their way on the defensive side. And you know, if things continue to move in that direction and that can you know, continue to get stronger and be able to make the plays that he's always made. The Cowboys are going to be in good shape, Jim. We talked about this early in the year. I, I like the Cowboys. I think they're a really good football team. I think they're a really good team. I like the Cowboys too. And it, it's always fun to see them in the mix because uh, they, they just bring that flavor and, and the whole America's team thing. Yep. Uh, there's just something always really interesting and unique and fun, really yeah. kind of fun. Jim, uh, the, Cowboys, the, Cowboys. the Cowboys winning is good for football, in my opinion. I mean, it's good for football. Well, you'll have 31 other cities who won't agree with that, but it's it's it, it's good for the shield. There is something really fun. It's just, it's exciting. It's just such a unique market and such a unique uh, experience, uh, and it just looks so doggone good on television. I mean, when when they play in Dallas, it it looks like a big event, and it just looks like it's it's special. Um, would you say that Dan Quinn? Uh, we're going to have a lot of coaching openings. Uh, it's just one of the unfortunate facts of life in the National Football League. Uh, we're only seven weeks into it, so it's a little soon. Uh, we've only lost one coach so far down in Carolina. But would he would he go near the top of the list to get another job? He'd be number one, in my opinion. Uh, there's no question about that, you know, what he's done. Obviously, his experience, and he, he did really good in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, had he, you know, run the football a little bit more, he'd have a Super Bowl championship. So I, I don't think it's be much longer until Dan Quinn will be back on the sidelines as a head coach of the National Football League. But I think for him, most importantly, is finding the right situation. You know, you, you don't want to go to a team where you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance to win. You want to be in a place where, you know, you, you have a legitimate shot. And those type of jobs are very difficult to come by because they don't turn over often. You usually get a, you know, bad team who's has a lot of holes. And so I, I think for him, you know, if if the jobs that open up 
he doesn't particularly like him. He has the comfort of being able to stay in Dallas, you know, similar to like a Sean Payton. Sean Payton, he, he retired, he left New Orleans Saints, now he's in the booth. But, you know, if the right opportunity presents itself where he knows he can come in and win, I, I don't think, you know, we've seen the last of him. I think Dan has to take that same approach. Do you think that's always going to live with him, what happened uh, the 28 to 3? I mean, is that going to be examined by the next owner? I mean, it, it, and, and if that was the case, why wasn't it examined with Kyle Shanahan? Well, absolutely, Jim. That's something you have to live with for the rest of your life. I mean, you, you're in that moment, in that situation, with that kind of lead. Um, you know, those, those things, they haunt you for life, Jim. Um, and I, mean, I, I think any owner is going to look at it. But you but you look at his body of work in Atlanta, the success he had there. And then you look at what he's been able to do in, in Dallas. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a great hire. He's, a, you know, every player I've ever talked to who's played for him, they absolutely love him. They, they, they say he's a he's a player's coach. He understands the players. He puts them in the right position. Um, he's, he's a great communicator. You know, you, you hear all the right things that you want in a head coach. It's funny how stigmas get attached and they're earned. Dan Quinn earned that stigma because of what they did and failed to do in that situation. And Pete Carroll doesn't hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch, and now all the players are gone. Everybody who might have objected from Marshawn to Richard Sherman to yeah. Russell Wilson to Bobby Wagner, mm -hmm. you know, he just shipped them all out. So while the stigma still attaches, he just went on about his merry way. Um, kind of interesting equation, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that stigma, you can say that about anything in life, Jim. You know, the, you know, one bad performance, one bad saying, one bad remark, you know, it, it does live with you forever and you have to own it, unfortunately. But he got to own it because he had the position and the ownership there. Mr. Allen at the time, Paul Allen, decided that Pete Carroll, who's obviously doing a great job, uh, and let's talk about Geno Smith, uh, he saw something there that nobody had seen. The guy hadn't played for eight years. Uh, and let's talk about that in just a moment. Remind everybody, our program is brought to you by American Express. There's something about it, the sound of the buzzer, the blow of a whistle, the coach yelling just loud enough for you to hear them from your seats. It's thrilling. And you can't wait to do it all again next week. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. I know you don't live life without it, Larry. Been a member since when? Since birth? 2005. A few years, few years after you. 1983, sir. Wow, 39 years. That's impressive, Jim. So. I had millions and millions of dollars spent, you know, value customers. <laughs> I wish if I only had your money, then I, <laughs> then I'd have then I'd have that you know, magnum, 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 black, you know, <laughs> platinum, you know. But I'm a man of the people, a green card guy, no, of the people not. for the people and with the people. No, Franz is Centurion owner. She's she 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 definitely has a black card. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's get back to Geno Smith here for a moment. Pete Carroll saw something in him, and look at the success that he is having. A terrific game again yesterday. Come in and beat the Chargers in Los Angeles. How can somebody like him just fall through the cracks? No, I wouldn't say he's falling through the cracks. I think he's gotten to a place now where a team actually really believes in him now. Um, this is not a stopgap. I'm not a backup. I'm not coming in for a few weeks. This is my team. I own it. I have the opportunity. And I think there's a couple of things you got to take in consideration. You know, Seattle's leading the league in rushing over the last three years. So he's 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 got a balanced rushing attack. Everything's not on his shoulders. He's got, you know, receivers that have been making plays for him. 
throughout the course of the year. And the most important thing is he's completing passes at, at, at a league-leading clip of 73%, Jim. So when he's throwing the football, he's accurate. He's hitting his receivers. They're moving the chains. He's not making mistakes. And that gives you good positions, Jim. That gives you an opportunity to win every game if you're not beating yourself. And unfortunately, DK Metcalf went out with an injury yesterday. Uh, I don't. We don't know the severity of the injury, but it's never great when you're when you're when the best player, uh, you know, on your offense is carved off the field. So we have to look at that monitor to see how it's going to affect him. Much different than the last time he used the cart. Uh, last time he used it to, uh, <laughs> I'd go I relieve himself. Was, I think everybody was hoping he was going to relieve himself again. You know, when he was going on the cart yesterday. And we did get some good news this afternoon from Coach Carroll. Uh, uh, Metcalf's injury, not as serious uh, at all as they thought. In fact, Metcalf would like to practice uh, on Wednesday. He may be held out. We don't know going forward. Uh, but it's really good news uh, that his leg is going to be okay. Well, that's great news, Jim, to hear about DK, his injury not being severe. Um, I want to take it to the NFC East. And we talked about the Cowboys. We talked about the, the Philadelphia Eagles who are on a bye week. Well, let's talk about the New York Giants, Jim, and – you know, what they've done, not only their record, but how they're winning, Jim. They win close games. You know, this is this is a team that's done things down the stretch to be able to put them in the victory circle every single week that they've played. Um, and when you look at the games, they beat Tennessee Titans. You know, you, you look at the game this week against Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, they just have a way of finding a way to get across the finish line. And that bodes well as the season continues. You know, that ending yesterday reminded me of the Super Bowl win of, of the Rams against the Titans on the one-yard line, but the Giants the Giants stopped Jacksonville right there on the one-yard line, and, and it looked like his momentum was going to carry him in, and then all of a sudden, just the strength of those three guys uh, didn't allow that. It was a super ending, and, and, and Lawrence and those guys just came up a, a yard short, but it kind of speaks to what you're talking about, about the Giants and, and how... They're figuring out ways to win, and they they seem to have a confidence now, and 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 it's building every week. So even when perhaps you know things can go awry, they find a way to make a play. How does Jim, that happen? I, it's confidence. It's confidence. I mean, think about this, Jim. All the great quarterbacks in the National Football League. Dan, Danny Dimes has five game-winning drives out of seven games this year. So let's say if you're if you're asking yourself right now, listening to the show, who do you want leading your team in the fourth quarter for a must-win games? Daniel Jones is your guy right now. You know, he, he's 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 playing at that clip, man. That's that's awesome. This is a guy who the Giants were down on. They didn't know if that he was going to be their franchise player. I think they're he's showing right now with the way he's playing that he can stay healthy, he can make good decisions, he can lead his team to wins in in, in a plethora of different ways. And you know, it's, it's great to see a young player really kind of coming into his own match with the right coach, given the right possibilities, somebody supporting them. And it, it is really shows you, you know, what these guys are capable of. And is seven games enough of a sample? Because there'll be a lot of people out there who still have doubts. Well, absolutely. You're never going to ever quiet, you know, the naysayers. There's, there's people that say Tom Brady can't win this year. Well, no, there's uh, a reason there are naysayers of Mr. Jones. If you're a naysayer, if, if you're a naysayer of Tom Brady right now, you're just a hater. But there's Antonio a reason Brown's, you can still Antonio Brown is out here. He's hating. There's a, there's haters out here, Jim. You know, it's, it's, it, it happens. I'm just saying there's always naysayers, always people who don't think you can do this or don't think you can do that. All I'm saying is Daniel Jones through the first seven games of the season has produced at a at a really, really good clip, better than any of his other competitors in the game. And so, you know, you, you have to tip your hat to him. And you're bringing up Antonio Brown. Really? Really? Wow. <laughs> No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There, there's guys out there that no matter what, you know, they they think different. You know, they 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 might not they might not vibe with you. It it 
I'm quite certain that of all the folks you you decided that was the island of stability. (laughs) (laughs) Fitz, as always, we appreciate your time right here on Let's Go. It's always a fun week with you. We look forward to next week. Where are your travel plans taking you taking you this week? No, I'm here. I'm here all week. We got an exciting week ahead of us. You know, got some great festivities with the NFL. Uh, Commissioner Cadell will be out, you know, for the Super Bowl host committee doing some some great some great things. It'd be fun. I'm looking forward to it. What's your role with the host committee? I, I'm the chairman of Super Bowl host committee. So, you know, we're out, you know, looking for volunteers, over 5,000 volunteers we have to have for the Super Bowl week and um, finding venues and hotel rooms and sponsorships and raising money for worthy causes in the Valley. It's, it's, it's been a lot of a lot of fun things that we're working on or looking forward to it uh, early February. And, and Snake and I are so appreciative that you're going to be hosting us. We we know the accommodations <laughs> will be just spectacular. I got some sleeping bags in the garage ready for you guys, man. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Fitz's garage. That's where yeah. you, can are use, we, you can use it. You can use a few of those Emmys to sleep on, Jim. You know, <laughs> do, do we go in with the guys who are the mechanics or do we get our own space? No, no, you get your own space. Yeah, come on, man. You okay. have a, you, you have a star in Hollywood, man. You get your own space in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> The host with the most. That's our guy, Larry Fitzgerald. All right, Fitz, thanks so much. You're our expert. We'll talk to you next week. Look forward to it, Jim. Have a great week, my friend. All right. Any athlete is going to tell you it helps to work with an expert. We got Tom and Larry. But if you're buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go, presented by Hertz. Want to thank our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. What do you think of Snake, Larry? I love Snake. I mean, we wouldn't be able to have the show that we have right now if it wasn't for his hard work and dedication. Snake is on the ball, man. He's on the ball. I think he's, I think, I've mentioned it before, he's underpaid, Jim. You gotta, you gotta give him a little bit, you gotta give him a little bit more, man. We gotta spruce up his office, man. His, his office down there in the dungeon in the basement, man. We gotta spruce it up a little bit for him. All right, we'll take a little out of yours, and I'll take a little of mine, and Tom will kick in, and we'll do a little better. How's that? I think Snake would appreciate that. Why is a grown man still called Snake? I, I don't know, Jim. That's a good question. I think that's a. I think that's one that's better asked to him personally. <laughs> we'll get to that next week. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. Want to thank our terrific sponsors: USAA, Bank of America. American Express, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Mastro's, and Hertz. Let's Go with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jim Gray for Larry Fitzgerald. We'll talk to you again next week on Let's Go, right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.